Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another episode of Sheepdog Nation with me, your host, Autumn Clifford. I'm really excited to be here, um, as always. So I'm sitting here, actually, and I'm wrapping up my um, my second-to-last quarter in my master's graduate studies, and, um, and I'm, I took this class called Organizational Conflict. And, um, and how to solve it. Right. And so it really got me thinking, um, it really got me thinking about law enforcement and it got us, it got me thinking about all the supervisors and the managers and law enforcement that I have dealt with personally. Now, I know that if you're sitting here listening to this, I've got a pretty good idea that you can, you can find one, maybe two, um, you know, supervisors in your law enforcement career, um, that have drove you nuts. Right. And, um, and the thing is, is I want to talk about this. I want to talk about, I really want to talk to the people who are aspiring to be, um, in leadership positions and the people who are there now. I want to talk to you about favoritism and I want to talk to you about not having a system. See in my, in my graduate class, there's this, it's this, um, process called the DIMAC D-M-I-A-C process. It's a way to solve organizational conflict. And I have to be very honest with you. Um, I was unaware of this system. I knew that there were some, you know, ways to systematically solve issues, but um, I can tell you from my experience in law enforcement, the system, <laughs> the systems that I've seen have been um politics, favorites, um, he can do this, but you know, he over there can't, or she can do this and he can't. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of that. And I honestly am going to tell you that I really fully believe that it has to do with the lack of education that we have in our leadership in law enforcement. I mean, we're at a day and age where the patrolmen are far more educated than the white shirts and the administration. Um, you know, because just because, you know, we get out of, you know, we get out of high school, we go right into college and you got a four year degree and then you're applying to be a cop. And, um, you know, for the older generation, that's not how it was. You know, they turned 18, they went and became a cop. And, um, and so education wasn't such a big thing. And I'm not telling you that you need an education to be a good cop. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that there's different ways of doing things. And I'm, I'm really sitting here reflecting. And honestly, I like stopped right in the middle of my report because I, I just had this thought and I, I just wanted to talk to you about it. Um, because I think it, this is a really good critical thinking, um, activity, <laughs> um, topic for all of us. It, it, it's, you know, when you're a supervisor or even when you're a cop or hell, even if you're a spouse or, even if you're not any of this and you're aspiring to be, you know, it just for anybody, it's like, what are your systematic approaches to dealing with problems? And I'm asking you this because I come from a very um, Italian, emotional family. And um, the solution is to get pissed off and yell um, that, you know, that's kind of how I grew up. Um, and if you're Italian, then you can understand that. And, um, and then, you know, we talk things out, we yell at, you know, we, the, the good thing about being Italian is you yell 
like you yell and you get it all off your chest. And then like, you know, sometimes if you're lucky, you're in a family that doesn't hold grudges, but other times not so lucky. Right. And you can move on. But the thing about thing about it is, um, you know, there's definitely, well, I can tell you this, there's no prejudice and (laughs) there's no fucking favorites because in an Italian family, an Italian home, you are not fucking safe. Everyone's getting yelled at. Everyone's getting sworn at. (laughs) Um, but anyways, you know, coming back to, you know, law enforcement and, and, and your career is, you know, if you're a supervisor, like, how do you, how do you handle a problem? Like, even if you're just a corporal, you know, like, how are you handling problems that are systematically the same in every single situation? Because this is the question here. And this is also the problem. You know, we, we see so many people getting promoted to supervisor who do, they don't have any idea. And honestly, I'm going to be so honest with you before I took this class and like, or like organizational conflict, like, and let me just side note that, like, I'm not a big school is the end all be all thing. So before you go and like jump my ass about that, that's not how I am. I really am not. I really do believe that, you know, um, getting out there and experience and doing things and hands-on stuff is really going to teach you more than school. But to be really honest with you, I learned a lot in this class and it really made me think because I didn't even think about that. You know, I never really thought about that, about how I systematically handle problems and, and, and solve problems. Because if we do the same, if, if we handle the problems and we solve the problems the same every single day, every single time we come up with an issue and we have this checklist and we, you know, and we have this system then there's no bias, there's no prejudice, there's no favorites, there's none of that. It's if there's a problem, then we take, you know, steps one through five and we fucking solve it. And here's our solution at the end. And that goes for Johnny, Sally, Tim, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Do you see what I'm saying? And so, because, you know, we see, we see people who handle, you know, maybe they handle Bob a little different than they handle Steve and they handle Sally a little bit different than they handle Brittany or whatever. And it's like, you know, why are we doing that? Because then we get ourselves in a mess, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying, you know, some employees don't need to be handled maybe a little bit differently, but like at the same time, folks, we're in fucking law enforcement and like we need to really kind of find where that, you know, medium is of handholding. And this is the way that it is because I just have this idea that in the military, there's no handholding. It either is or it isn't. Here's our system. Here's how we're going to systematically solve this problem. We are going to approach it exactly like this and solve it, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so I'm just asking you to really see where you can bring that in and apply that to your life now. And let me just remind you, as police officers, we go through checklists. We have a system on every single call we go to. You go to a DV, you get a checklist. It has to meet the certain criteria. Now, does it mean that every DV is the exact same? No. You're going to have every conflict, like organizational conflict inside of your agency. Is it going to be the same? No, of course not, right? But we have checklists. We go through those checklists. Does it meet this criteria? Does, you know, at a DV, did he hit her? Did she hit him? Are there any visible marks? There's anybody, is there any marks around the neck? Are there witnesses, right? Are there statements? Is anybody willing to write a statement? You know, is somebody on um, probation or, you know, whatever, bail? Or do they have a history? And, you know, and then it's like, okay. And then once you have all of this information and who called and what the 911 call was like or 
whatever. Once you have all of this information and then, you know, and then you go and you, and you plug it into your checklist and then you make a decision. And, and I don't know about you, but I can tell you that in the state of Maine, like we have a system, (laughs) we have a system and it's the same thing with OUIs, you know, and then maybe your, you know, your state or country, it's a DUI. Like it's the same thing, right? So it's a plug and play. We have, we have a checklist and it's a system and here's how we do it. Right. And, and honestly, everything we do, most everything, most, not everything, but most everything we do as a police officer, you know, we have a system. It's a system. We systematically approach problems. And because we have been trained, all of us have been trained pretty much the same way to handle the problems. You know, everybody, for the most part, gets the same treatment, right? I mean, obviously there's different situations because, you know, cops are human too. And we get some bad cops in, you know, just like they have bad lawyers, bad doctors, bad everything else, you know, that happens, right? I don't got to go down that road. But at the end of the day, I just, I just really want to bring this to your attention because, you know, the favoritism, we, we need to cut the shit. Okay, Sheepdog Nation, we need to cut that shit. And you, I'm calling you out right now. You listening, pay the fuck attention. You think that you don't have favorites here out of your mind. And if you're a supervisor, I bet your ass you're playing favorites and you don't even realize it. We all do. It's human nature. It's so human nature. You think I didn't do it when I, you know, when I was working full time? Fuck yeah, I did. I had my favorites, had my favorite supervisors, had my favorite coworkers, had my favorite kids that I FTO'd. You know what I mean? Like I had favorites. I still do to this day. You do too. But if you're in a supervisory position, like you really got to knock that off. You know, you really do. You've got to find yourself. You got to be neutral. You can have favorite coworkers that are, you know, other supervisors, but you cannot have favorite subordinates and think that that's going to, you know, call you, you're going to have a cohesive shift like you're not. <laughs> and it's going to cause problems. And the way, how do we solve that is we, it was, you develop a system, whether you develop it yourself, you, you know, find somebody, you find a leader in your agency who has some sort of system that it looks like that they've developed because they just treat everybody the exact same, whatever like you go find, go research, go find that system and, um, and apply it. Because not only is that going to make you a better cop, it's going to make you a better supervisor and you're going to become more well, 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 well respected because you know what? Here's the thing. You may be a, a miserable asshole, right? If you have a system, you may be a miserable asshole, whatever. But you're the same miserable asshole to this guy, to that girl, to that guy, and to that girl, right? I'm kind of quoting if I'm I don't know. I'm going to give you guys a little uh, inside scoop on my life. So my favorite movie ever is called Remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Denzel Washington. Oh, my God. I know every line in that movie. And actually, that's exactly what he said. Um, (laughs) He said that he's the same miserable asshole to every – or not asshole, miserable SOB to every um, player on the field. And it doesn't matter. (laughs) And it's true. And be that. Because guess what? That you're everyone around you is going to respect you, and it's a whole lot less stress for you because you just know, you know, if you were ever questioned, you know, no, I, you know what I mean? I treat everybody the same because now we're in a day and age where people get pissy when people play favorites, and you're going to get called out for it. And um, don't think that that's not coming because that is. And uh, you want to be able to be like, nope, no, here, like I treat this one exactly the way I treat that one, and so on. Okay. So short and sweet episode. Um, but it's deep and re listen to it. Seriously. 
Because this is, this is the shit that people need to tell you, but they're not telling you. But you need to be thinking about it. All right? All right. Be a good leader. Be a fucking kick-ass role model. Get your ass into the Sheepdog Nation podcast uh, Facebook group. If you're not following me on Instagram, I have no idea why um, Why you're not at the Lady Sheepdog. If you have questions, you can uh, email me. Um, I will let you guys go. I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.